dear friends and family, it is a privilege to welcome you today as we gather to both acknowledge the death but also celebrate the life of our dear Myrtle Louise Archer Ajo. Louise was a beloved spouse, mother, grandmother, sister, aunt, neighbor, and friend. She gave of her time and her energy to us, to her work, to her church, and to her family. She deeply cared for her family. She cared for her faith, and she did care for our faith as well. And it's because of her deep faith and love of love for God and the power of the Lord's resurrection that we are gathered today with confidence and hope and comfort. Though we're sad that we have lost someone who we dearly love, we are happy that she has been freed from her declining health, her aged body, her her life here on earth, and she is now free to live with God. There are scriptures that remind us of this. From the Gospel of John, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, they will live. For everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. And God promises to be with us in our time of grief. From the Psalms we read, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in times of trouble. The prophet Isaiah says, As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. And in the Gospels, Jesus promises, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. These beautiful promises and these simple sentences provide assurance to us that the Lord holds Louise, dear clo- holds Louise closely in resurrection, but also holds us closely today as well. So this is a time of celebration. It is a time of remembrance, and it's a time of proclaiming our great hope. Will you pray with me? Loving God, we are a grateful people who have gathered today to acknowledge and celebrate that you have brought Louise unto yourself into eternal life and to everlasting peace. We celebrate with great thanks that her time on this earth was good, and we're grateful that her days of decline, struggle, loneliness, pain, and weakness are over, and she's been welcomed home by Christ himself. We count Louise's life as a loving mother, child, spouse, aunt, and friend, and we are comforted that, that her deep faith has brought her to you because we believe that all who are in Christ are never lost and never gone and never alone. We give thanks that as your people in death we will remain forever in your presence even as here as we here on earth still live. So strengthen us by your spirit. Enable us to take your your word and your wisdom to heart letting your thoughts be in us and fill us with the assurance of every grace that we may claim the promises of Jesus. Indeed, Lord, you blessed us with Louise, and she has sought the greater gifts that this world affords. And so now we celebrate that you've received her unto yourself, and we do so fully entrusting her to you, believing you walk alongside us as well. Through the love of our Lord and the power of the risen Christ and the presence of the Holy Spirit, we believe this and we pray it today. Amen. 
We're going to share in some words of remembrance, and two of us are going to get to share today. I'm going to share about my grandmother, and uh, Jerry Kiernan is going to share some of his uh, remembrances of, of, of my grandmother, which in probably a lot of ways was a lot, is a lot like him sharing remembrances of someone who was just like a mother and a grandmother to him as well. It's my sincere hope that, w- that though we can't cover every story or every remembrance that we could possibly cover, as someone said to me already today, it's 98 years. The service might go a little long. <laughs> I hope that your memories will be evoked and then that those memories can be shared uh, later in the, in the time that is to come. I, I have three distinct memories I want to share. First is of down south. Second is of her church. And third is of her kitchen. These are three distinct things that I think about as her grandson. First is down south. It was always called down south. I didn't know what down south was as a kid. And now I live south of down south. <laughs> But down south was a place that was very special to her. It was where she was from. It was, it was, it was part of who she was. And even though I truly believe that that my grandmother became the embodiment of what a, a good Finnish grandmother is, she learned that. She wasn't from that. Her home was where her sisters were. She loved Tennessee and Kentucky. And the trips that she and my grandfather took their boys on down south every summer were the things of lore. It's what they spoke of. It's, it's the stories that they told. I didn't know at the time that those goo-goos that she kept in the bottom of the refrigerator, I didn't know they were from down south, but they were. I just knew they were hers. They were something she gave us. I have later now come to appreciate that my grandmother probably had a little bit of an adventurous, edgy side trafficking goo-goos up <laughs> from the South. And I think this, though this will be remembered every time you or I have a goo-goo, it's also remembered in pictures where she is on her neighbor's toilet in the yard or on the back of a motorcycle. I think I've seen that one as well. Down South was a place that she brought up here and was a part of who she was. Now, secondly is her church, the Bethany Baptist Church in Dollar Bay. I have long said that the reason that I'm a Baptist preacher is because my Lutheran grandfather married a Baptist woman from the South. Uh, She loved that place, and I picture that when the doors were open and she could be there, that's where... She was. I don't know if it was that she was a southern woman like many who I'm a pastor to, or if it was just her age, but she loved that church enough to even complain about it. (laughs) Which she would. And I choose to believe that she even complained about it, not because she didn't love it, but because she always wanted it to be better for her and for everybody else. She wanted it to be all that it could be, and she wanted all of us to be a part of it, if we could be. 
There are many stories, or there are a few stories I could tell about being in the basement there. I remember the old sanctuary where poster boards were held up so you could get the lyrics of the songs and you could sing together. I have heard that I sang Elvira in Sunday school one time and she was mortified. (laughs) But I'm afraid that story might tell more about my parents than my grandmother, (laughs) so I'm not going to tell that one today. She loved her church and she loved her faith and she it was just a part of who she was. And and one of the things that I notice as we age and, and, and as we come to the end of our life is the things I think that are closest to us are the last things to go. And for her, her church will always be the last thing that left when it comes to me. Last summer after the reunion, and it was the day before we needed to leave, me and my two boys, my two brothers and their kids, and we raised hell going down the hallway of the of her care facility and we walked in she didn't recognize us but boy the first thing she was going to do was call the church and tell us we were coming because they were going to love having all those little kids down there in that nursery and she wanted them to be ready when everything else had faded away that's what was left her love of that place But I won't remember that place as much as I will always remember the kitchen in their house on Tamarack Hill. I think in some ways it's telling that you never went in the front door of that house. You always came in the side door right into the kitchen. Right into the kitchen that was the center of it all. You couldn't go anywhere in the house without going through her kitchen. And she was at home there. And her ability to stockpile cinnamon rolls and her willingness to let her grandsons eat through her stockpile in a week every summer was just a part of who she was she was the child of the depression she pinched every penny saved every scrap reused every piece of ziploc she possibly could and i have heard even saved the wax paper from the cereal bags so she could freeze her hamburger patties with them. And maybe most emblematic of how her kitchen worked was it didn't matter how defiant or declarative my father was about what time we were going to get on the road to go back home. She was always up earlier and there was always a full breakfast on the table and we were always going to eat before we left. There was always one last meal in her kitchen. It's who she was. It was what she was going to do. And it's what we then did, right? Those are some of my memories. That, the rugs, the quilts, the photos, these things remain and will help us hold her close The friendships will remain in our hearts and her legacy lives on as one that we share because because she so loved us, we can love one another. And for that, we give great thanks. Now Jerry is going to come and share and after he shares, he's going to have a prayer uh, before we sing in our next song. A couple things about Louise. 
that I just need to share two things mostly. Number one, her accent. <laughs> you can take the girl out of Kentucky, but you can't take Kentucky out of the girl. She never lost her accent, even though she lived in the U. She was trapped in the UP for sixty years. Six, sixty years. She never, never lost her her roots, her uh, Kentucky accent. My name was Jere, spelled J-E-R-R-E-H, just so everybody knows. <laughs> this is Timmy, and there's Roe, which is R-O-E-H, and then there's Dwayne. I, <laughs> I don't know if she loved you more or didn't love you as much. I'm not sure. <laughs> just kind of... <laughs> oh boy, I, I loved her accent. It just is something else. So I, I remember her accent and I remember her love. Those are the only two things I'm going to share with you. Um, I knew this woman loved me. I wish I had a dime for every time she told me that. <laughs> she was our faithful Sunday school teacher for many years. I wish I had a dime for every time she said, now boys. <laughs> <sighs> Somehow we just love to, to just do stuff to just wasn't to make her mad, it was just to get a response, you know. <laughs> I loved that one of the last times I went to the, um, oh, it was a few years ago now, but she uh, had a nurse come in her room into 124, and um, the nurse was in there when I walked in. And uh, I introduced myself as her probation officer. <laughs> and uh, she gave me the, uh, now Jerry, <laughs> tell her the truth. <clears throat> I knew this woman loved me. I know this lady loved her boy, her boys. Timmy, Roy, and Dwayne. <laughs> and how she bragged on her on her grandkids. And I know how much this dear saint of the Lord loved the Lord. Excuse me, the Lord. L O dash E D. She loved her Savior. And for the last, I don't know how long, she just wanted to be with him. And she's there now. And I got this, I got this thing in my head. I keep seeing it. I've, I've seen it for quite a while now. In fact, it's since, I, I just got to share it with you. I, I just picture her in heaven.
and I just have this picture of her walking up and say, well, if it ain't Billy Graham. <laughs> I, I just, I, I've seen this over and over. If it ain't Billy Graham, I, I can just, can you see that? You know, so many funerals I've been to, I hear the, the pastor or the people say, don't worry about so-and-so, they're in a better place. Sometimes people say that, and I'm not so sure. This is not one of those occasions. She is with the Lord right now. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. The one last thing I would say is that um, about memories is we we know she loved you all too because she talked about you all the time. All the time she was always talking about someone else who was doing something else that she was concerned about and that she cared about. She had a great love for you as well. We're going to share in a song though that is uh, perfectly descriptive of her. My Jesus, I love thee. We'll sing all four verses of that song. Let us join our, uh, three verses of it is if you can find a fourth verse then sing it. Share it together. going to share what 
we typically call, at least in my church, a word of hope. And this word of hope is, both, is an expression of, of who the person was in light of who God called her to be. And for me, the, the, one of the best descriptions of my grandmother that should give us hope is she was a both-and sort of person. The, the both-and begins with the reality that God will be both with her and with us. We have a both-and God. Our beloved leaves this earth and enters into everlasting life with God, and God walks with us and cares for us and acknowledges our loss even still as His people. But also, in a moment, I'll share that I think my grandmother embodied, as as well as anybody I've ever known, the, the both and of a particular gospel story. But first we start with what God does. And there's no better place to read about what God is doing for us today than the 23rd Psalm. I trust you know these words well when I read, The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The longer I watch people experience death, the more I do it myself, I'm left to wonder, where is this valley of the shadow of death? Is the valley of the shadow of death something our beloved has walked through? Is it something we are walking through? Because as you know, when you experience the death of a loved one, sometimes it feels like that. Ultimately, I don't think it matters if we have an answer, does it? Because, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Thou art with me. No matter when and where you experience that valley, the Lord promises to be with you, both now, as we walk through those valleys on earth, and in life everlasting, as we walk through them there. God is with us in both places both and we worship a both and God and for that we should have great hope but beyond that familiar promise of scripture I want to share a scripture that I think encapsulates who my grandmother was that I hope resonates with you it's not your normal funeral passage but I suspect you can run through all of those in your mind if you would like For me, I will never read this particular gospel story again without thinking of her. And I'm going to read it from one of her Bibles. And it's from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. 
Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Now, I can't help but think that Martha learned something in this passage. I can't help but think that the next time that Jesus came to Martha's house, that Martha was less preoccupied with all of the busyness of her life and more occupied with using her gifts to help reflect her love of Jesus. And in that way, I think the next time Jesus came to her house, she had an ear into the living room. And I've I got to be honest, I didn't think realize this till now, but I've always pictured... Jesus in my grandmother's living room with Mary and Martha in my grandmother's kitchen. The house was divided that way even though it was 2,000 years old in the ancient Near East. (laughs) But the next time Martha comes, she experiences the affirmation of using her gifts as she learns the importance of tending to her relationship with God. And so when I picture my grandmother, she is in that kitchen. That's her Martha spot. At home in that kitchen, connected to the rest of the house. At home in that kitchen where everybody gets welcomed in. At home in that kitchen, she is Martha, who uses her gifts to serve others. Always preparing something or cleaning something up or tending to her flock and providing us with, as I've said already, cinnamon rolls and goo-goos and a cookie drawer. This is how she was Martha. Yet she was also very, very much Mary. We know Mary is important. Mary is at Jesus' side all the time. She's there for the trial and the crucifixion. When the stone is rolled away, Mary is the one who finds it. If there's anyone who's at Jesus' side and Jesus' feet, it's little doubt that it was Mary, and somehow my grandmother was not just a Martha, but a Mary also. I picture on the corner of her kitchen table, whether it was always there or not, a Bible. I picture it where my grandpa used to sit, and in my head, her Bible is there too. I picture that every morning before we got up, to consume our ration of cinnamon rolls. My grandmother was up and she had read her Bible. She had had her coffee. She had prepared for the day. Before anything else, in her own way, she sat at the feet of Jesus. She was never haughty or proud about it. It was a part of who she was and what she did and how she lived. And because of that, we have no doubt today where she sits somewhere in a kitchen, or somewhere at the feet of Jesus, caring for those who need to be cared for. 
because that's who she was. That's what she did. That's how she lived. And I believe how she will share her life with the Lord forevermore. My grandma was in every way very much a Mary at the feet of Jesus. And she was able through the love of God to have a deep love for us that was expressed in the faithful ways she embodied Mary's ability to sit and listen. And so today, we grieve with great hope. We grieve with hope because God gave us a gift. A gift of, of not somebody who was perfect, because she was not perfect. But the gift of someone who was a both and. The gift of someone who managed to love us as a generous Mary and a Martha who provides. And we should count ourselves fortunate that we were able to see the love of God through the love of someone who loved us so much. The love of Louise Ajo, whose life pointed us to the love of God. We saw that. We were loved by her, and so we were loved by the Lord. We see how we can be devoted both to one another and to the Lord. And we grieve, but we should not grieve without hope. Hope because the God who gave us her also promises to walk with us through the valleys of the shadow of death and hope because the God who gave us her will meet us through the love we express for one another and the faithfulness we express to God. In that way, our faith too can be both and. Just as her life was both and, and just like God's gift to us is both and, God both loves us and will help us in our grief and bring us back to hope. I trust that today, even through your grief, you will sense hope today and you will have great thanks. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we gather today in appreciation, in thankfulness, in sadness and grief. But in all of that, we gather in hope. Hope that you will be with us. Hope that you will carry us through. And confidence that at your side, at your feet, is Myrtle Louise Archer Ajo, someone we deeply loved and for which we give great thanks today. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers. We offer them in your name. Amen. Our closing hymn is Beyond the Sunset. After the closing hymn, the funeral home will come give us some instructions, and then we'll have a closing prayer. But for now, let us share in Beyond the Sunset.
you, Chris. On behalf of the boys, um, thank you all and the rest of the family, thank you all for coming. As Chris mentioned, there's lunch next door at Siskwit Hall, so the family would like all of you to join them over there for a nice lunch and prepared for the you from by the ladies of the church, so please join them there. Um, what the family has asked, you can just if you get there and you beat the boys there, you can go through the line. Uh, the ladies will serve you, and then the family will join you there just momentarily. So uh, Chris will pray for us, and when you get over there, like I said, go right through the line and just be served. So thank you. Let us pray together. Holy God, by your creative power you give us life, and in your redeeming love you have given us new life in Christ. Today, Lord, we commend Louise to your merciful care at, the, at your feet with you yourself through your creative power and your everlasting love. Lord, in the days ahead, we will commit her earth, earthly remains to the ground, to ground that you love and to care for, to ground that will be places where we can see. Oh, but Lord, we have long committed her soul into your hands. And, our, and give thanks that that is where it will now be forevermore. Today, Lord, we then ask you to support us in our grief and our loss. Bring us to awareness of your loving presence and constant willingness to walk alongside us. Hold us when we grieve. Celebrate with us when we experience joy. Pick us up when we fall. And carry us when we cannot carry yourself. This is what Grandma Eho did for us. That is what you have done for her. So do it for us and help us to do it for one another. And this is why, with faith in you, Christ our Lord, who died and rose again to save us, and who now lives and reigns, one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit forever, this is why we pray with confidence, we grieve with hope, and why we offer prayers in your great name. Bless us, O Lord. Bless the meal that we will receive. Care for all who've had a hand in providing and preparing it for us. And may it be a welcome celebration of your love. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. And now may the God of peace who brought back from the dead Jesus our Lord make you complete in everything good so that you may do God's will and that may God's will may working among us which is pleasing in his sight. Bring us back to Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom be the glory now and forevermore. Amen. Go in peace.